Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. We are counting down our top three episodes from this year. So last week, we talked about how to overcome emotional distractions, how it was a whole look. I had to go through the test to have the testimony, okay? And this week, we are revisiting major strategies for an effective prayer life. Y'all, when I tell y'all that I actually had wrote um, the notes and studied this at the beginning of the year, and God told me not to release it yet. And I was like, but I I have notes ready. (laughs) This episode um, has, again, it came out in the third quarter of the year, but it has really impacted the lives of people. I've gotten inboxes about this message um, and about this episode. And so I'm just so happy that it's blessed so many people. And, you know, our prayer life is the way that we battle, right? We don't battle against flesh and blood, but we battle against principalities, rulers of darkness. And so we need to be able to have an effective prayer life. We need to prioritize um, having an effective prayer life. And so As we jump into this, don't allow the fact that you listened to this before to distract you from going back. God can always give fresh revelation. There have been plenty of times where I've read or heard something and got new revelation from it. And so I urge y'all to definitely listen in, write the strategies down, make a battle plan for next year with your prayer. Um, And I'll talk more about that in this week's um, God Goals and Girl Talk um, tea newsletter. But when I tell y'all, it is time for us to really step up and show up in a way um, that we are changing generations. And we're not just saying that cliche. And this episode is definitely a tool to help us get to that place. So without any further ado, we are going to revisit our number two most played episode, Major Strategies for an Effective Prayer Life. You are 
are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charla Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals in Girl Talk podcast. I am so excited for today's episode as we continue um, diving in about prayer. And so today's episode is entitled Major Keys for Prayer Strategy. And so this week, we're going to be going over the major keys you should have to have an impactful prayer life. We know that God hears all of our prayers, right? Even the silent ones, but we should have um, the drive or we should aim to have a deeper communication with God every day. James 5:16 in the King James version of the Bible tells us that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I love this version of this verse um, because effectual means producing, operative, or decisive, and fervent meaning that it was done with great intensity or fire. And so I want to get to a place that when I am praying, I am out here spitting hot fire. Do you hear me? Okay. Um, and making sure too that we are being um, decisive in our prayers, that we're not just out here you know, wasting um, our darts because we're not being strategic in our prayer life. And, you know, it's really important that we understand that prayer is our spiritual weapon. So we need it to be both effective and we need it to be fervent. Um, I heard it said that prayer is the tool that activates the armor of God. And if you um, need to learn more about the armor of God, I will drop a, a link um, in the show notes of our past episode that we did about the importance of the armor of God. Um, but you have to understand, you know, that there's, um, you know, different types of prayer that there's an, it's in critical to your prayer life for you to be strategic as you continue to grow and God continues to increase your territory. And these are both things that I did not learn until well into my relationship with Christ. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show now let's look at James 5, 13 through 18, um, where praying for every occasion is demonstrated so perfectly. And so I'm going to start reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? 
you should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then he prayed again. The sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield crops. And that's James 5, 13 through 18. And in my study, what I found are there are eight different types of prayer. There are prayers of faith, agreement, um, requests, which is supplication, thanksgiving, worship, consecration. Uh, consecration, um, intercession, and uh, impression. And we're not going to go through all of these prayers today in detail, um, but if you go to our website, I will have um, some downloadable notes for you there under our resources tab um, for you to be able to uh, study more about this if this is something that you're really interested in. But we are going to talk about a couple of these types of prayer um, for them in particular that are really critical for us to um, understand and utilize to develop our own prayer strategies. So let's talk about prayers of faith. So remember that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Also understand too, that if we have the faith of a mustard seed, and I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed y'all, but it's tiny that we could command mountains to move and they will. And so I found it, I found it very fitting um, that the prayer of faith was the one that was highlighted to heal the sick in our scripture. So, um, you know, we want to be very clear that God can do anything but y'all remember the um, the testimony that I shared about my dad. Um, I have another one as well um, in regards to my Gigi that I've talked about. Right. I had um, I prayed and asked God for her to be healed from cancer and she had died. And I was big mad at God. And I told God that I was mad that she had died. <laughs> um, and I felt like he had not answered my prayers and I was hurting. And God's response to that was, what makes you think that your grandmother isn't healed? Right. Is it because she's not there with you? Right. And it really made me um, give, you know, like get my life together after I picked my edges up off the floor. I had to repent because my Gigi was living her best life. Like she's living her best life with the Lord. Okay. To be absent from the body is to be present with God. She ain't got no cancer, no worries. She ain't worried about no pandeasy. Okay. Like she is out here living her best life in the presence of God and God healed her according to his will and not mine. But my prayer of faith was still one that was answered, right? So first off, above all else, if you are praying for healing physically, emotionally, or spiritually, you have to ask yourself, how are you feeding your faith? When you pray, are you praying, confessing, and decreeing the word of God? Or are you magnifying your issue instead of magnifying our God? Because a lot of times, we will magnify the problem. We go and tell God about the 99 problems that we have, but our faith ain't one. Okay. That was a Jay-Z reference, <laughs> but it really, it really is. Um, it speaks a lot to how we position ourselves in faith. 
right? We need to be magnifying God. And if you cannot answer the question of how you're, um, how you're magnifying God in your prayer life or what God says about healing, then we're missing a major portion of our prayer strategy, right? You have to get your Bible. You need to go to the concordance and you need to write down every scripture about healing, right? And then you have to pray in faith. Because we have to remember it's what we hope for without the evidence. So you may have to believe um, Mark 9, 23, right? Like you have to believe. So once you pray in faith, then you have to watch your mouth and guard your heart. And remember um, that we talked about those six areas that we consider if you're struggling in your prayer life, you have to then after you pray in faith, you have to then not turn around and curse your prayer and um, and undo all the, you know, all the intercession and, and prayer that you've just done because your mouth ain't right. And so when we pray these prayers of faith, even if it's not for healing, even if it's for wisdom, right? The Bible tells us that God will give us wisdom freely if we seek him and ask him for it. So don't turn around and then talk about how dumb you are after you just prayed and asked God for wisdom. And it's not about being oblivious to the, um, to the facts, right? If we go back to praying and asking God for healing, we know that faith without works is dead. That's also in the Bible. So you pray in faith and ask God to heal your body. You pray in faith and ask God to give you wisdom. And then you also take your butt to the gym and stop eating trash. Because faith without works is dead. And so it's so important, though, that when you're praying, that you're speaking God's word, you're reminding him of his promises to us when you're praying in faith. It's God, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath. Bless coming in and bless coming out, God, that you said that I'll be the lender and not the borrower if I'm praying for my finances. But then also do a budget because faith without works is dead. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. So the next kind of prayer we're going to talk about is the prayer of agreement. Um, this is also called corporate prayer. And understand that there is power in numbers um, in our faith and in prayer. Culture will tell you that you get all by yourself. Um, but I want y'all to really hear me when I say that isolation is a trick of the enemy. And I'm not talking about solitude. I'm talking about isolation is a trick of the enemy. From the beginning of time, God has declared that it is not good for us to be alone. And that is not just for people in marital relationships, right? Everything was all good. God saw day and night. It was good. He's the, he separated the heaven and earth. That was good. But he got all the way to when it was time for he, when he made Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. 
And in the same sense, we have to really get that into our own spiritual lives, that it's not good for us to be alone. The community is so important in your prayer life as well, right? The scripture says that we have to call for the elders with an S that's plural. Okay. Jesus asked for the disciples to pray for him in the garden before he was being crucified, even though he fell asleep. Okay. Uh huh. Even though they fell asleep, God didn't fall asleep. God never sleeps nor slumbers, but the disciples fell asleep, but God, um, Jesus was asking for them to join him in prayer. Matthew 18 and 20 tells us that where there are two or three gathered, two or three believers gathered in the name of the Lord, that he's in the midst, right? So you don't even need a large group to play with, to pray with you. Don't play with me, but pray to pray with you. Um, and so, you know, in that it's not even about a, a quantity thing, but it's a quality, right? There's a quality. If it's me and my husband, praying together, there's power in that. If it's me and my friend praying together and we're all agreeing and believing God for something, there's power in that, an undeniable power. It says that when two or three are gathered in God's name and we're praying in agreement or we're praying corporately, God is in the midst. And so I don't want us to underestimate that. You need to get some people that you can that you can lay your sins before, that God um that God holds them accountable for you and you for them. Because that is the major key. I know I talked about this being the year of connection um, at the beginning of this year. And I'm telling y'all that still stands true. God has connected me to some powerful and just mighty women in the body of Christ. And it has literally changed the game for me. It has changed the game for me. And I don't want y'all to sleep on this. It is so important that you are walking in agreement with somebody else, that someone else is holding you accountable for your walk with Christ, that someone else can provide you correction when you need it, that someone else can rebuke you, which is correction, which we all need, right? Because you will find yourself out here getting busted upside the head by the enemy or or sinking deeper and deeper into sin. And there needs to be somebody to say, hey, girl, let me come in and touch and agree with you that this, you know, that this thing isn't going to swallow you whole. Hey, girl, let me be accountable. I ain't seen you at church. What's good? Right. But a lot of times we get this prideful spirit that, oh, all I need is me and God. No, you definitely need you and God. But if Jesus had disciples and Jesus had people around him what make you feel like you don't have to have people around you if Jesus sent the disciples out two by two and these are apostles and people who actually walk with Jesus if he sent them if, if God sent them out in community two by two never one by one what makes you think that you are so good child that you don't need that that we off that now no, that is a pride issue. That is you not wanting to be accountable. And it is it is snuffing out your prayer life because you don't even have someone who can come into agreement to, so that the Lord can be in the midst with y'all in what you're praying for. And so it's so important that you are allowing yourself to be a part of a small group. We have a, um, we have something in our church called poor groups where we pour into each other. And let me tell you, we've had some prayer sessions in our poor group that has been out of this world. And it's only like four or five of us. It's not 200 of us out here praying and, and, um, and, you know, just checking off things on our Christian checklist. It can be the three of us. It can be the two of us. And so it's so important that you understand the power of agreement and agreement in corporate prayers. Amen. 
The next kind of prayer we're going to talk about is intercession. So intercession is defined as intervening or mediating between two parties. Verse 16 in our text tells us that we should confess our sins to one another and pray for each other. That's interceding so that you may be healed. So when we pray, it is very easy for us to become very self-centered in our prayer life. Too many times we take a posture of judgment or gossiping instead of truly praying for the souls of the people that we are so eager to talk about. Right. And so the idea of what happens in our house stays in our house is another one of those really deeply rooted isolation tactics. And this goes uh, again, too, with the power of prayer and agreement. Um, when someone asks you if you have a prayer request and you are giving them surface level things such as your finances in your car, you are really denying access for them to intercede on your behalf in a way that is effective. Right. So we can talk touch and agree for um, increase, right? But I want you to know that when you ask me to pray for you, honey, I want to know um, about your your issue with struggling with temptation to slide in bed with Mr. Uh, hey, how you doing, big head? Like that, that's, that's who I want. That's what I want to know. I want to intercede for those things because you, um, your soul and sin, that comes first. I'm going to pray for the increase. God can do all things etc etc but when I say I need prayer I need prayer because I'm struggling with pride I need prayer because I'm struggling with anger these are things that we really need to know so we can truly intercede I want to know about how you struggling with cussing out your kids every day okay these are the true ailments of the heart that need to be addressed and healed and the point of confession is that the enemy and his tactics cannot hide in a place where light has been shined upon the issue Right. So not only can I war for you, but then we can put some practical boundaries in place so then I can help hold you accountable. And so it it goes beyond the surface level of, oh, I need a job. I need this. I need that. We can pray for those things. But in the meantime, like, what is your spirit struggling with? Are you struggling with masturbation? Let's talk about that. Let's let's pray that spirit of lust up off of you. But we are so embarrassed and so shame, which is another tactic of the enemy that we don't even really have. Um, we don't even want to be vulnerable with people so where we can really get things done and someone can intercede on our behalf. Intercessory prayers are powerful. And again, we have to go beyond the surface. There are so many of you that listen to this show that are generational curse breakers. You're breaking off generations of alcoholism, abuse, sexual molestation, poverty. And and there's so many other things that you are breaking up off of your family. And the enemy wants you to be so blinded by the actions of people in your family that you don't intercede for them, right? And that does not mean that intercession is not void of boundaries, right? So you can have a parent who's abusive, put boundaries in place, but then intercede for them daily. You bind the spirit of wrath. You bind the spirit of manipulation. You bind the spirit of division in the name of Jesus. And you pray that God will create in them a new and clean heart, right? You're able to then stand in the gap. So we're going beyond 
generic Christian checklist prayers, right? There are too many um, things on the line in our families and our bloodlines, right? Who will be healed on behalf of your obedience and intercession? The Bible talks about how a good person um, leaves an inheritance for their children's children. And yes, material generational wealth is great, um, but I am trying to be um, the, you know, the grandmama or the person was like, I had a praying grandmother. I'm trying to be the grandmother. Okay. That's what I want for myself in life. I'm trying to be the grandmother that was out here interceding for my grandchildren. And I know the power of intercession because so much of my life is me enjoying the inheritance of my praying grandmothers, the both of them. So intercession should be a, a fundamental aspect to everybody's prayer life. Um, we see the stuff that's going on in different countries, um, things that are going on in Afghanistan and all like you have to really t- remove yourself just from um, what's going on with you and intercede for those countries, intercede for the places where Christians get get killed for reading their Bible, places like China, places like Afghanistan, where Christians are really having to put their lives on the line, especially now. Yeah, you can't go over there. You can't fight the wars. You can't, you may, but there's a spiritual war that's going on that you can be on the front lines if you choose to intercede. I challenge you to intercede on behalf of others. Your coworker that you don't like, but you know they going through something, intercede for them. We cannot be led by our feelings to the point that we neglect our true purpose. Right? Prayer is our tool to war in the spirit. The mission is to win souls for the kingdom. All of the blessings are the spoils of the war. Okay? And that's on period. That's it. Your purpose, win souls to the kingdom. That's it. Everything else, all the blessings, all the extra that comes with it, that's just the spoils of the war. Like we have to really understand that it is so critical that we intercede for others. And I'm not saying that you subject yourself to abuse. Again, you want to be mindful and be prayerful and talking to God. But when he tells you to intercede for somebody, you better do it. What I'm saying is that Jesus was on the cross. Okay. Jesus was on the cross and still interceded for the people who had sinned against him and put him there. He was on the cross, hanging, suffocating, dying, and he still interceded for the people who put them, who put him on that said cross. Forgive them for they know not what they do. He was interceding. And so it's so critical that we do not um, throw away or that we get so caught up in self that we do not understand the value and the power in us um, having intercessory prayers for others. Intercession is so critical um, that we are supplied with our very own intercessory team. Okay. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Romans 8, 26 to 27. He intercedes for us. Intercession is key. Agreement is key. Faith prayers are key in moving and making sure that you are being strategic with how you come to God in your prayer life. 
Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So our last type of prayer that we're going to talk about when we discuss building um, prayer strategies is supplication. So supplication is a request to God. By definition, supplication means to ask earnestly and humbly. So let's break this down even further um, with the the definitions of earnest and humble. So we are to be intent, which is earnest. And also reflecting or expressing expressing a spirit of submission. That is humility or being humble. So we are to be intent. That's earnest. And also reflecting or expressing a spirit of submission. That is humility or being humble when we approach God with our requests. Okay. Submit it. Um, submitted to God and knowing that his thoughts, his ways, his plans are so much more masterful than ours, right? What things are you asking God for? Are your requests of God consistently only things that satisfy your flesh? That's not going to help you. And I'm not saying that you can't ask God for financial deliverance or breakthrough. But what I'm saying is that many times we fail to look at the true heart, like, like the root of the issue, Um, And so we're not strategic in our prayers. If you can't manage or steward well over the money that God is giving you, what makes you think he about to like, he about to give you more. What makes you think that the resolution to that problem is that God give you more or something that you've already shown him that you can't handle. So we have to remember that God is a good, good father, that he's not going to give out steak knives to those of us who are toddlers in the spirit and in our behavior. Right. So the same way you wouldn't give. I have a niece of mine. She just turned um, she just turned two. And there's no way I would give Jojo a steak knife. And the steak knife all by itself is not inherently bad. But if it's not used properly, it's dangerous to her and to everybody else around her. And so in the same sense, we may be asking God for things. We may be saying, God, I need financial breakthrough. And he's like, you don't need breakthrough. You need uh, discipline, sis. That's what you need. Like you need to be disciplined in your finances. You need to quit spending money on Starbucks. You need to quit spending money on getting your nails done every two weeks. And then you need to take that money and pay off your debt. We just did a course um, over the last couple of weeks in the producer society. We've been talking about finances and we all added up how much money we spent going out to eat last month. And it was disgusting for all of us. We were just all disgusted with ourselves. Like, okay. Clearly, I have money to start my business because that's what we were discussing It's finding the startup money for your business. But you're eating it. You're eating your seeds. God is telling you to go out and take these seeds and, and plant them and do what he's called you to do. And you're asking God for more seeds. He was like, girl, if you don't stay out of Chick-fil-A's line, it's going to be a problem. And so it's not that the things that we ask for are inherently bad or or inherently dangerous, but you may not have received them because there may be something else that God is calling you to do. There may be a level of maturity that you haven't reached. And so what you do is ask God to give you wisdom in the things that you do have. And then you can make your request known because he wants to give us the desires of our heart. 
And so as you build your prayer strategy, ask God for the things that are in accordance to his will. And the way that we do that, honestly, is with studying the fruits of the spirit in Galatians 5. If you're lacking in any of those areas, love, peace, joy, um, long suffering, goodness, kindness, like all of those things, ask him for that stuff first. And all other things will be added unto you. That's Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all the other stuff you'll get. You'll get the spoils of the war. But in that, if you are lacking in any of those areas, ask for more of that first. And it is God's will that we have wisdom. We should ask for that. Right? You have to, you have to not really want to just, you have to want God's heart and not just his hand. I want fruit that's going to be pleasing to God. That's my goal every time I go into prayer is to let the devil know that I'm a head buster in the spirit and second to make sure that I'm being pleasing to my father. And so as we go through um, and you build your prayer strategies, as you go through and you pull out scripture to add to your prayers, make sure that you are really, really seeking God's will for your life and not your own. So that's it for this week's show. Make sure that y'all connect with us on all the socials. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Make sure that you hop on our website to get all the free resources. Join us in the Producer Society. We do weekly Bible studies, y'all. It is getting lit. It is a whole situation in there. Um, And I am just so grateful that God has charged me to be responsible for these amazing group of women because it's bomb. Um, So... Make sure that you connect with us. Make sure that you really sit down and take the time to be strategic in your prayer life. And um, I recommend the book. Um, it's called, it's, it's by Cindy Tram. Um, yeah, hold on. I, I want to say it's The Resolution. The Resolution of War or something. Give me two seconds. Let me figure this out. Let me open my Kindle. The Rules of Engagement. Pray for me. Um, I recommend Cindy Trim's book, The Rules of Engagement. I don't know why I said the resolution. Anyway, The Rules of Engagement um, is a really great book to help you with building strategic prayer. Um, And we will continue to navigate in this lane until God calls us out of it. And so I really think and I know that moving forward into this next season, God is calling many of us to be more strategic in our prayer life, me included. And so I'm just so grateful and I'm excited to see what comes on the other side. So until next week, make sure you continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I will talk to you later. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.